many of us, I think, just look at these things every single day in our closet or in our homes, and and they they kind of make us feel guilty. It's a weight on our shoulders, like all the stuff we just don't know what to do with, and it's it's just visual clutter in our home, prohibiting us from enjoying it. And and we can really like change lives with those things by just letting them go. Welcome to the Good Around Us podcast. Here we share stories of people doing good for communities. I'm your host, Stephanie Keeley. Mariah Baer brings her big smile and bright energy to create spaces for clients that are organized and stylized. Through her company, The Bear Minimalist, she helps clients minimize the stress that comes from having too much clutter and creates a customized system that is easy to maintain. She believes that when we are more intentional about what we bring into the home, we have more time to do the things we love most. Plus, Mariah embraces community and giving back to those who need it most. Here's Mariah. Welcome, Mariah. Thank you so much for joining and having a conversation about style and organization and all the great work you're doing. Thank you so much for having me, Stephanie. Let's just dive on in. Tell us about your organization, The Bear Minimalist. Sure. So I started my business four years ago, but it was a dream of mine for probably the last 10 years to start an organizing business. I've always been super, super passionate about organizing for myself and my friends and my family. I was that kid that asked for matching hangers when I was probably, you know, eight years old for Christmas. So it's always been important to me to have order in my life and and with my things in order for me to be the most productive version of myself. I'm the type that can't really sit down at a messy desk and and dive into work. It's got to be, you know, put away. And I felt like there was such a need to help other young families, uh, people going through transitions at different points in their lives. And so in 2017, I did launch my business and it has been so busy ever since. Um, So I get the, the opportunity five days a week to go into different people's homes to help them prep for a move, declutter a space that's maybe just been on their list for months, sometimes years, sometimes a lifetime. Um, unpacking after a move and getting settled, and then just navigating life's transitions, whether that is um, expecting a new baby or maybe all of the kids are doing e-learning unexpectedly for a year (laughs) or there's a global pandemic happening and, um, you know, all of a sudden your home has to serve a lot of different purposes that you never expected it to in the past. That's really great that you have come into so much business with this and it, you know, it is really, it's hot right now. Mm -hmm. The, the organization, it's more than a trend. Why do you think it's catching on? You know, it's, it's so interesting because when I first started my business, um, the life-changing magic of tidying up was published, but beyond that, it wasn't like you know, the, the trend that you see on TikTok and Instagram and all of these cool accounts and the home edit with their Netflix series, like those things were not at the forefront, I think, of pop culture. But I do feel like 
People love, I think, to see a beautiful space, but beyond that beautiful space is like these systems that make our lives much easier. And so I think that as people realize the the power of being organized, um, it's really nice to know that there are businesses out there that can help them. And four years ago, I was having to explain to people I'm not a cleaning service, although, I, I mean, I, I will wipe your shelves down, of course, and I'll vacuum your, <laughs> your closet when I'm finished, but I'm not a cleaning service, and I'm also not an interior designer. And, you know, I'll, I'll make things look very pretty and beautiful, but it's not the same as having a designer come in. It's this, it's this kind of interesting, unique thing right in the middle of the two. So I feel like with all of the hype around organizing and just seeing everybody get so excited about it, it has given so much opportunity to people like myself who just have such passion for helping others, creating systems and you know working to find um, exactly what that client needs at that moment in their lives to make things function better. It's almost like visual clarity, you know, yes. like that Yes. when there's that visual chaos, how, I mean, I feel it like a weight, like a physical weight on me. Yes. And some people I think more naturally can create organization and that kind of structure and system in their home, but most people need a little help with it. Mm-hmm. And so enter you. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I have had so many clients say to me, like, I look at this, whether it's a room or a drawer or a closet, and I, I stand there and I'm just sort of paralyzed. Like, I don't know where to start. And it's funny because I often find that when I'm working with clients, I'm always like, you could totally do this yourself, but there's a lot of reasons why we don't. A, it's really hard to dedicate time to ourselves, even though we know at the end of the day, like having an organized closet does make your mornings easier and it does allow you to get out of the door quicker, you know, putting together your outfits and that sort of thing. Or, you know, when the playroom has labeled bins, your kids can help keep up a system, but it's hard to just carve out that time and get everybody out of your house and focus on it. So I think when they have time blocked on their calendar with an organizer, it's like, okay, we're going to do this today. And I need to make really good use of this time. I think the other thing is when it is our own stuff, it's so easy to get sidetracked. Like I might have a client that says, you know, my, my kitchen, we've, we've got to work through my kitchen or we've got to work through, you know, the pantry But if they were on their own, all of a sudden they're, you know, being pulled into doing laundry or, you know, doing any number of things, or maybe it's even, they are looking at the things in that space and they're triggered, you know, it's like grandma's, you know, China or something like that kind of triggers all of these memories. And then they're just kind of focusing on that instead of making the progress that they would really like to make. And so that's where I think there's so much beauty in, in hiring somebody to come help you navigate that process. I, I really do try to work hand in hand with my clients to edit their space and, and kind of work through those belongings. Um, because I, I think there's really no sense in organizing a bunch of stuff that you don't want or need or use. And I think that's what would happen if, if we didn't go through that first step of, of really decluttering and making sure that things deserve uh, a space in our home first. 
Well, let's talk about that, that, that kind of paring down process and, mm-hmm. and the, the concept that your organization, it really focuses on, um, you know, your brand with minimalism. So, um, can you tell us more about that? What's, what's kind of behind your special unique brand of organization? Sure. So I, um, I, I read Marie Kondo's book, the, the life-changing magic of tidying up. And it really struck a chord with me there. There is a lot in that book that is a little like, woo-woo and, and maybe not, you know, <laughs> for everyone. Um, but I think there is something so special about kind of taking a, a new look at, at the things in your home and, and viewing them through, through a little bit of a different lens. And it really made me um, just kind of reevaluate how I was spending my time, how I was spending my money, um, and, and just kind of, you know, determining that I wanted my time to be spent experiencing things and, and having those moments with people versus doing, you know, a ton of online shopping or then having to do a bunch of returns or using things and then feeling guilty about the fact that they were, you know, maybe hanging in my closet and, and I'd spent a certain amount of money on them and I wasn't really utilizing them or wearing them often enough. Um, so then you go to the trouble of like trying to sell your things and it's just kind of this big, vicious cycle. And I, I was totally that person that, I mean, I, I love clothes. I still do, but I had, you know, two very stuffed closets and, and yet I still was like looking at it every day. Like I, I don't have anything to wear, you know, I mean, never, I any, never enough to wear. <laughs> um, and so, you know, the, I, I feel like I've learned so much over the years about, I have two-year-old twins, and so we've always got like art projects going on and, you know, all sorts of fun things for them. But really, even with their items, you know, kind of determining like, is this something we want to hang on to for years? Does it go in a memory box? Or is this something that we want to put on display now and really enjoy um, for a while? And then it's okay to kind of let it go. Um, a tip for kids' artwork is I, I will cut out you know, little, little bits of it and send it to grandparents and send it along with thank you cards and things like that to people. Um, I had my kids do a bunch of finger painting, uh, over the holidays. And then I punched holes and made, um, gift tags to hang on the presents that we wrapped. So just kind of utilizing stuff and making other people feel really good, but also like not having a lot of that visual, um, or actually physical clutter, in your home, because as you can see behind me, I've got a purple and blue office and I really like color. So I've got enough, like all sorts of craziness going on, you know, in my home with my design that I don't need a lot of like extra stuff. Stuff. Um, the stuff. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I find that it's um, emotional for people, right? Yes. Going yes. through and saying, I don't need, do I need that? Tell us about your process with that. How do, how do you work with clients on that emotional piece with the items we have that we really just don't need to hold on to? With new clients, I always recommend that we start in a space that doesn't have a lot of, you know, things that hold significance to them. So for me, that's like the pantry, a bathroom, because things expire in those spaces, right? So it's mm-hmm. it's easy. That's an easy toss. It's an easy toss. When it's from like, 2009. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like this is all your expired stuff. 
you can make a shopping list, but also I always let people know like it's expired, which means you probably didn't use it. So don't run out and buy it again. Like wait until you, if it's in the pantry, like wait until you need it for a recipe and then get it. Or if it's in the bathroom, like make sure you really need it before you're buying it again. So I always like to start there. I think closets um, and playrooms are kind of like a nice natural place to go from there in, in our closets. You know, there's there's items that maybe don't fit our bodies um, or fit our lifestyles anymore. I, I found, I mean, especially with the last year of being at home, well, A, you know, needed to size up in my jeans, but also like <laughs> I live in, in you know, my, my work uniform now, which is leggings and, you know, my, my work shirts, that's kind of what I wear every single day. And so there were, you know, plenty of clothes that I just thought, I'm probably not going to wear these again. And the opportunities I've had to get dressed, I'm not gravitating toward them. And so, you know, off they went to some of them to the consignment store, others went to donation, you know, sites around town. Same thing with playrooms, you know, we grow out of things, our kids grow up. If there are missing pieces, that is trash, unfortunately, or recycling, and that does not need to be donated. So just kind of taking those like annual opportunities to kind of reset those spaces. And then finally, we get into like the true memories. And it's really funny because I think oftentimes the hardest spaces to organize would be like basements and attics. And those are also the spaces where we store some of what we would call our most prized possessions. You know, the, the heirlooms that we have from family Mm -hmm. members or the, you know, the clothes we're hanging on to for our kids. And I just really work with clients to encourage them to like put those things into your rotation. So if you do have you know, some, some beautiful China. I just went through this with, with a fabulous client. She had uh, t- 20 sets of um, wedding China and she's like, wow, we've never used this. And they don't do like the big family dinners or the big, you know, big parties. And so we work together to really kind of decide like the most that they would ever entertain is probably eight people. So that automatically allowed us to get rid of 12 And then she, you know, shared those 12 sets, you know, with kind of sent photos out to like nieces and nephews and kids and stuff to see if anybody wanted it first. And then I think she felt really good about letting it go. And so I think that, you know, sometimes it's like we hold on to so much um, when really like a, a much smaller amount would serve us just as well. And we were able to kind of highlight some of those China pieces in her cabinet so that she remembers to use them because they were all in the basement. You know, they were, they were all stored away and in nice, you know, little containers, but it's like, she was never remembering to use them because they weren't right in front of her. So, um, you know, I think that of like the family heirlooms and things like that too, like how can you display those items to really honor your loved ones so that when you're walking past and, and you see it up on the wall, you know, framed or you have it on display, you know, maybe it's a teacup from your grandmother and, and you hold some jewelry in it by your bedside table at night or mm-hmm. something like that. I mean, there's there's ways you can incorporate those things in and really honor 
you know, the, the family and, and yet like kind of release some of the other stuff because it's really not doing anyone any good when it's just stuffed away, um, you know, in storage. Right. So just treasuring a couple pieces that maybe are special to you, you remember them from your own childhood or from visiting a relative's house, but then letting go. We don't need to hold on to our ancestors, all of their stuff. I really work to kind of meet my clients where they're at. I would never encourage somebody to get rid of something that they were on the fence about. Like they're, because once you do get rid of something, it's pretty much impossible to get it back. So, you know, another idea though, that kind of goes along with that is my, my in-laws actually are really into preserving their, their family's history for many generations. And they they did something that was really incredible. They photographed pieces of furniture and things like that before they were refinished, but also before they, they kind of got rid of some things too. And now they have this really beautiful coffee table book that displays all of those things. And so rather than having like an offsite storage unit with tons and tons of things that again, aren't really being used, they have this nice piece of, of family history that takes up a pretty small footprint in their home, but it's a really cool thing that they can share with other people. So again, I like I think, that. Yeah. There's some, some really unique ways that I think you can preserve history without necessarily taking up rooms and rooms and storage units and, you know, needing right. a bigger house as a result. Right. Or yeah. Never feeling like you can downsize because yes. I'd have to go through it all. I've, that coffee table book idea. I've heard that also for um, children's artwork. Yes. So you can take pictures of it and put it into a book that you you know get printed and. Better yet, um, they will take the pictures for you. Archive is what it's called. Oh, cool! Um, it's A R T K I V E, and you send them all of the physical copies of your kids' artwork, and they professionally photograph it, and then make the book for you and they'll send you the artwork back if you want it or dispose of it. But, um, things like that are so cool because again, like kids artwork is kind of challenging to store long-term, especially 3d pieces and, you know, paper mache and all sorts of things like that. And so, uh, this is a really nice way for kids to, to, you know, review all of the beautiful things that they've done over the years without having like all the random pieces kind of shoved into a bin, which I think is what a lot of us end up doing, myself included, uh, for our kids. And then it's like, here you go. Here's a a pile of stuff for you on your graduation (laughs) day, right? Like that would be so much nicer. Like here's your little collection of books. Yes. Well, so on kind of on that topic of of tips. Um, do you have tips for people? You know, right now we are even more so in a work from home situation. We're in our homes more, um, generally, what are some of your favorite tips? I think the most important thing is just for everything to have a home. Um, I, I feel like it's so much easier when things do have a dedicated space in your house and that, Everybody that lives in that house knows where things go because it just makes everyone's life easier, but it also allows you to like do a quick tidy at the end of the night. And for me, I like to go to bed knowing that things are put away and that I'm not waking up to a disaster in the morning because 
you never know what other things are going to happen overnight, especially with kids and, and things like that. I, I write a lot of um, a lot of you know good content. I, I try to share on my blog because I feel like with working from home, um, we're probably all going to be doing that for a little bit longer. And I think that the transition back to the office is going to look you know different for everybody. But I think having a dedicated workspace at home, um, and if you don't necessarily have an office. Maybe, maybe you have like a three-tier cart or something like that that has your work supplies on it that can be rolled away from wherever you're working at when you're done with work for the, the, the day. Because I feel like that's the most challenging thing, um, or maybe not the most, but one of the challenges of this last year is like, we all were able to work from home, which maybe allowed us to like do a little bit of housework throughout the day, maybe throw in a load of laundry or you know run an errand. But then it's like, when does work ever end? Because, you know, we, we live where we work now. So I think just having the ability to kind of put it away at the end of the day and having a nice system for that is really good. Um, and finally, I feel like mail and, and papers is a big issue for people. So mm-hmm. um I just did a big series in April of just kind of going through all of the different areas of your home and how to declutter them. And I feel like having a dedicated space in your garage even for recycling so that 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 mail that comes never even makes it in your house unless it's you know something that needs to be paid or responded to um, or maybe, maybe looked through if it's a catalog or something like that. And then I encourage people to sign up for the Do Not Mail list because there's so much junk mail that we can avoid, um, which not only, you know, helps save the environment, but it also just gives us time back in our day when we're not getting like stacks and stacks of junk mail. That's great. Thank you. Yes. Let's take a quick break. Sure. What I've noticed about you from following along is that you're a resource guru. Um, you're you've become this go-to resource for where to donate, um, how to tackle a project. So can you share with us more about that donation guide? And you mentioned it a little, a little bit earlier. Absolutely. So this has been a pillar of my business since the very first year. I felt like in working with clients, so many of them wanted to hang on to things because they just didn't want to drop it in a cardboard box somewhere. They wanted to know exactly, you know, whose hands it was going into. And so there are so many deserving organizations. I'm based in Indianapolis. And so I put together a where to donate just about everything in Indy guide back in 2017. And I've kept that up to date and have really um, nice little like trifold cute, cute donation guides that I have all around town for people to pick up. And I think the really nice thing about this is when I'm working with clients or when they're working on their own, they can look at, for example, the professional suits in their closet. They're no longer working in a profession where they need to wear suits or or maybe they're, you know, staying at home with their kids for a number of years. Those suits can be donated to Dress for Success which is an international organization and help these women that are trying to get back on their feet and doing everything in their power to make a better life for themselves and their families. 
And yet what's, what's kind of prohibiting them is they don't have something to wear to an interview. So they, they get connected up with Dress for Success. Here in Indianapolis, it is something I've missed so much over the last year is volunteering with these women. But for the last 10 years, I've spent time every month down there as a personal shopper. And so what that means is I get to help two women um, during a single session go through what looks like a beautiful boutique. I mean, it is a beautiful boutique, but it is filled with donations from women like you, like me, um, women all around the city. And we get to pick out a head to toe look for them, jewelry, purse, um, you know, full outfit, shoes. And to see these women walk out of Dress for Success after just spending an hour with them, it's like they grew six inches, you know, like they're so confident walking out. And they, they, I mean, I've had so many women break down in tears because of the generosity of, you know, it's, it's not even the generosity of me or my time, but it's, it's the generosity of, of this boutique that is filled with items from women around, around the city. And so that's just one example of how, you know, something that is, is truly gathering dust in the back of your closet can transform somebody's life. And so I feel like when I can connect my clients' things with organizations like Dress for Success or, you know, any of the others around the city, it allows them to feel really good about the things that they are letting go of. And it's probably not something they ever give much thought to in terms of, I can't believe I got rid of those suits. You know, like nobody's thinking about that six months later, um, unless maybe they, you know, they get a job where all of a sudden they need to wear suits again. But, um, you know, we don't dwell on it. Whereas many of us, I think just, you know, it's like we look at these things every single day in our closet or in our homes and, and they, they kind of make us feel guilty. It's a weight on our shoulders. Like, all the stuff we just don't know what to do with. And it's, it's just visual clutter in our home prohibiting us from enjoying it. Um, and, and we can really like change lives with those things by just letting them go. But it is finding, you know, connecting people to the right organization. So that is a, that is, you know, one of my favorite things about this business. It's really cool. And I know it probably took a ton of effort to, gather all of the, you know, the right places to take each kind of item. Yes, it, it, it took, it took a lot of time. Um, I actually feel so lucky because this summer I have a marketing intern that started, um, from Butler university. And so she actually last week, one of her first projects was verifying all of the information on my website and making sure that, you know, the pandemic was, hard for a lot of these organizations too. Mm -hmm. Um, Many of them stopped taking physical items and they, they were only taking items from their Amazon wish lists or monetary donations. And so just making sure that the information that I have out there is, you know, the most accurate because I, I really do want to be a resource for the community, whether you're a client of mine or not, I, I still want people to think of the bare minimalist and, you know, her donation guide when they have something and, and they're looking for, you know, a good new home for it. Yes. Yeah. I think I, I, I love how you say like it, it helps, it really helps people to let go if they know that their items are going straight to the hands of those who could mm-hmm. truly utilize it. Um, and it can do some good yep. for their community. So 
that involvement in creating the donation guide, I know you have been really involved in volunteering and in community. Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts on that? I feel like that's been a theme of people on this podcast yeah. where community is important. It is. Um, I, I mean, there are so many different ways to give back to your community, whether that is monetary donations or donating your time or donating your, your, you know, your things, which is what I help a lot of my clients do, gives you a chance to be empathetic to what other people are going through and see, you know, some of the hurdles and struggles that are impacting other people's lives. I feel like, you know, in my time at Dress for Success over the last 10 years, it's been this opportunity every single month to connect with women that I, I probably otherwise would not cross paths with. But the impact that they leave on my life is, is you know, probably much greater than the impact I, I'm making on theirs. Um, it, it's so powerful to see women that are just doing everything in their power to, you know, turn some really unfortunate circumstances around um, and and make a better life for themselves and, and for their kids. Um, and it just, it, it feels so nice to be able to connect with them on just a very, you know, real and raw level. There, there've been many, you know, tears shed and that sort of thing. And, and like I said, at the end of the day, it just, you know, it's, it's the only way that these organizations can survive is by having volunteers help execute their mission. And I think no matter how you donate, whether it's your time, your talent, or, you know, your things, you are changing people's lives. And I think, you know, we're, we're kind of all in this world together. And I, I think that that was one of the beautiful things that came out of this last year was just being more raw with people and being real with people. And, you know, you would see, you know, working in big corporations or something like that, you would see, you know, really high level executives that had their kids and their dogs running around in the background because it was unavoidable. And I think it just made everybody feel much more connected. And I, and my hope is that as we go back, um, you know, and kind of like, Maybe COVID and, and this pandemic or the worst of it is kind of in the rear view mirror. I never want to forget that moment of like feeling that connection with, with kind of everybody. So I think volunteering mm-hmm. is a great way to do that. I love that. So what is a quote that you love? So it is one of the simplest quotes, but just be kind. I think that in my work, you know, I, I work with all different types of people, but I get to see, you know, some of the most intimate spaces in their homes and have really intimate conversations about, you know, some of the struggles that they're going through. And it is, it is just like, you never know when, when, you know, maybe somebody like gives you a look or says something to you, what they're going through. And so I think that just kind of keeping that at the forefront of my mind just allows me to kind of walk through life without, you know, like over focusing on the way that other people are treating me. It's like, all I can do is be kind to you because I have no idea what struggles you are going through, you know, back at your house. Um, So yeah, I mean, with that being said, organizing is such an, an interesting career and it is such an opportunity to help people, but it, it's like, 
every time that somebody reaches out, I just, you know, they have the utmost confidence um, in me and like keeping everything confidential and that sort of thing. Like, I just need to make sure that, you know, I help them through these struggles and, and never like pass any judgment on them whatsoever. It's just, this is your goal and this is where you want to be. And let's take these little steps to get you there and, and like out of this space of feeling so overwhelmed and, and kind of, like I said earlier, like that feeling of being paralyzed. So. Yeah. You know, it, it, you're right. It is, it's such a vulnerable thing to invite someone into your home Mm -hmm. and to say, this is a mess that I am not able to fix Mm -hmm. and I need your help. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when your clients describe you as I've read one of them said a fairy godmother <laughs> and it probably feels like oh. that. I love it. Well, you've got that infectious <laughs> smile and the calm and humor and the lack of judgment that you approach with it is, is what makes all the difference. Um, plus the skill. Yes, <laughs> it is. It is such a blessing to be able to do this every day. And clients are like, I can't believe you do this every single day. And every day I'm like, I can't believe I get paid to do this. It's the best feeling in the world. So Mariah's bright light and genuine kindness brings a sense of relief and joy to her clients. And her philanthropic spirit makes all the difference in getting items directly into the hands of people in need. To connect with Mariah, go to thebareminimalist.com. That's B-A-E-R. And check out The Bare Minimalist on Instagram for lots of great organizing tips and tricks. If you liked this episode, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you catch your podcasts. Thanks for listening to The Good Around Us. Until next time.